This week on the podcast, can tree people stay on topic long enough to talk about monster collectors? Also, why does that man have spaghetti on his head? All this and more. Also, don't forget to listen in for an update regarding the schedule of the podcast. See you guys. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of The Brave Room. Twice as special as usual, because we have twice the number of other Gamer Braves writers who aren't me. <laughs> Hello. That's right. we, couldn't, we couldn't get Alex to leave and we couldn't get Kit to come on. But hey, they're both here this week. Isn't that wonderful? Yay! And, uh, fun times. Fun for everyone except Ben, who is going to have to edit around the fact that we are going to talk over each other a lot for this week's episode. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. He's, who is also with us on this podcast in spirit by editing it. Before we start this week's episode, as always, don't forget, subscribe! This episode gets a thousand plays, I just take a terrible, terrible suggestion. And we also have some housekeeping. If you are looking for an episode next week, there will not be one. We are moving to a new time slot of fortnightly. And what that means is we are going to be playing Fortnite while recording this podcast. No, that's not what it means. Terrible joke. It means that we're going to be doing this every other week now. Because, surprise, our job is not podcasters. We are not professional podcasters. Our job is journalists. Yay. And we have, there's, a, there's a lot of journalism out there to do. Plus, you know, then we can come up with some better topics and stuff. So what's this week's big topic? The ice cold take of the fact that gacha games are all here uh, monster collecting stuff yay okay no that that's just wrong <laughs> i mean they kind of are yeah our topic this week is monster collectors and for those of you who don't know monster collectors are in old ass genre of games you may be familiar with the most popular one which is pokemon <laughs> but we don't like it because it's mainstream Hey, I like, of which this week is getting getting a new new entry question mark. Shin Megami Tensei is out new? already. Anyways, I do I didn't want to talk about like what makes a monster collector and why gacha games do not count as a monster collector because <laughs> and here's the most important part of it is collecting them is part of the game. Just like in Pokemon, you have the you know you have to catch a wild Pokemon. So you have to fight it and bring it down. Whereas gacha games are literally... The game is you put the money in the slot machine and pull the arm. <laughs> and then an Onesan. Then you, yeah, and then you fight with your Onesan. Yeah, but at no point do you actually have to fight the Onesan to get her to join your party. You can just get her out of pure luck. Which means gacha games are not monster collectors. Around the table, what are some other monster collectors that exist? Pokemon is not allowed to be mentioned. Of course, it, back in the 90s when Pokemon blew up, there were tons of them. But nowadays, there's basically four. There's Pokemon, Digimon, Shin Megami Tensei, and I guess Yokai Watch, or as I like to call them, Pokemon, the one everyone calls a ripoff of Pokemon, the one everyone only knows because of Persona, and the one that's kind of dead, but people still remember it because it used to be really popular. Isn't Yokai Watch <laughs> still going on? Did they announce a new game for that? They have, but they've but because level five, I believe their Western branch just died. It hasn't been localized yet, so the fan base has kind of dropped off, at least outside Japan. Okay, wait, hold on. 
give props where it's due. Having something called Yokai Watch and thinking I want to bring this to the West is the ballsiest thing I've ever heard. Any like sensible localization team would have gone like, "Yeah, let's not go with the Yokai." Well, in from what from what I'm looking at now, the Western release stylized it as Yokai, as in two words, Yokai ah, Watch. That... I don't know why. I don't know how that helps in any way, but Cowardice. that's what they did. Because kids would have been like, that sounds foreign, I don't want that. Oh, Yo-Kai with hyphen? Oh, that's American. <laughs> but the thing is, I from what I vaguely remember the localization, they did actually kind of go the jelly donut route. So, yeah, they, yeah, they changed around characters' names, and I don't know if they changed the Yo-Kai's names, but I don't know. I think they did. I don't, I don't quite see, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know my yokai well enough to make a, a funny <laughs> joke, like without without being extremely disrespectful, like Amangoku no Basara, <laughs> or something. But I yeah, know. yeah, the last yokai watch game, Yokai Watch Four, released for the Switch and the PS4 in 2019 and in Japan, and there's been no word of it since. Because level five is like that. Yeah. Mm. Oh shit! They've even released an enhanced version called Yokai. Watch four plus plus. Still no Western release. That is a crying, crying shame. But yeah, no. So yeah, that's a that's some that's some good uh, monster collectors out there. Now, despite the fact that they're not monsters, Metabots is totally a monster collector. Like uh, I would put that in the honorary category. I consider it ones. I mean, like I said, back in the nineties, there were a bunch of them. Metabots. Uh, what's it? Monster Rancher. Fighting ah, yes, food on, uh, lots of fun. Look it up; it exists. Fighting food on. Take. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. We gotta put this whole podcast on. Fighting <laughs> food ons. This is gonna be in the thumbnail. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I'm just trying to imagine not looking it up and like f- fighting food crap yeah. fight. Christian hold mark. on, hold on. <laughs> I'm posting the image. Okay. Kit, I want you to describe what you currently see on the screen. I see an internet discussion of pizza not belonging. I mean, pineapples not belonging on pizza. That is and also, <laughs> and also, total palm trees, fruit salad. What? I like how you completely glossed over the man with fried rice as a head. Oh, that's fried rice? I thought that was a watermelon. The watermelon's behind him. The watermelon's part of the turtle. Ah. I don't know, maybe I'm just kind of... Uh, Well, maybe I'm just like vaguely desensitized to it because of bug snacks. (laughs) Bug snacks have to do with... uh, it's just a design, okay? They they turn into food. It counts, yeah. sort of. It's and creepy. you also collect monsters. I mean, food. Who are monsters? Doesn't... I mean, to an extent, to an extent, you could even argue that Yu-Gi-Oh and Beyblade back in the day are were monster collectors. I mean, uh, are... no, again, if I I'd say the defining mechanic is you were meant to collect. Like the idea is, a person could have all the monsters. A box next books then. Okay, but Bugsnax is its own thing. It can't, like, 
Hold on, before we get too far from fighting Fudons, I'd just like to point out the uh, fifth search result has what looks like a robot master, but his head's a plate of spaghetti. Wonderful. Sp spaghetti like man! So. I don't know why Dr. Wily made spaghetti man. Uh, he was hungry for spaghetti. I mean, he made a sheep man, so why not? It's true. It's true. Dr. Wily, listen, is not great. He is not particularly... <laughs> Where were we? We we got we got lost a bit there. <laughs> Admittedly, on the fighting Fudon segue of all things. But yeah, no. I, here here's the thing, right? Pokemon is the Street Fighter of monster collectors. Like, I'm sorry. Street Fighter is the baseline fighting game. Like, it does the bare minimum of what any good fighting game should do, and doesn't like steer too far into any one category, right? All right. So that's what Pokemon is. That's your, like, is something a monster collector? Literally compare it to a Pokemon game. The closer it is to that, the more likely that answer is yes. Like, are there a bunch of charming characters all clearly designed to be appealing in some way? Then yeah. To be, turn to be turned into marketable plushies? Then it's probably, a, it's probably a monster collector. Does, you know, is part of the challenge acquiring all of them? Yeah. Then you have like Shin Megami Tensei, which is... Okay, here's the thing, right? I feel like there is a constant like market trying to make dark edgy Pokemon a thing. Uh-huh. And it's like, why bother? That's... Shin Megami Tensei exists. I can work to use the fighting game analogy. I would say Shin Megami Tensei would be the Arc System Works one. It's, yeah, exactly. In it's, terms of, it's the one with the... It's the one with the more difficult mechanics, the plot that doesn't really make sense, but is kind of easy to get into at the same time, and the one with all the really freakish designs that Pokemon wouldn't be caught dead having. Yeah. So Pokemon will not have a Mara. Probably not. <laughs> Dude, I love Mara's design. That is the most uh, balls-out design. Literally balls-out design. <laughs> it's it's um, just there. It's there. Just take it. Hmm. You know, Pokemon just reminds me of the whole Temtem thing because that's also just trying to okay, yeah, be no, Pokemon we'll, yeah. better. Let's okay, let's, let's get into that. Let's get into the imitators. Yeah, what happened to Temtem actually? Because I remember everyone was hyping it up a while back as like the Pokemon killer. It was gonna be the one that finally knocked off Pokemon, the one that was gonna make the MMO that everyone wanted Pokemon to do. I don't know what happened to it. It's yeah. still an early access, apparently. Based on our current estimations, the release will be sometime Q4 2021 or Q1 2022. I have a theory for why these Pokemon imitators never work. Yeah? And it lies in the first-gen Pokemon's designs. So, you know, all these, like, all the newer Pokemon obviously have, like, you know, these much wilder designs to them, right? Gen 1 Pokemon are literally Japanese animals. They're Japanese animals, but drawn in Ken Sugimori's art style. <laughs> and therefore, they look familiar, but, you know, just fantasy enough to be their own thing. And then later, they branched into the weirder stuff, you know, like, what's one of the newer Pokemon? I'm, draw I'm drawing a blank. Like, you know, like ice cream <laughs> Pokemon, you know? Garbage. Literal garbage. 
So, which Japanese animal is Mr. Mime based on? <laughs> uh, you ever played a Yakuza game? Mr. Libido, obviously. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, it, it, had, it, it started off very simple. It didn't start with wild designs. But no, now all, I agree. These, all these new imit like all the new like quote unquote Pokemon killers, they want to jump in straight with the wild designs, and it's just like there's too much to take in at once. Yeah. If I were to talk about it, I think that with I think that when you look at the ones that sort of stuck around all these years alongside Pokemon, yo, know, Digimon, Megami Tensei, I think in general it's because they all have very distinct sort of artwork and designs for the creatures collectively so you know pokemon has that very simple cutesy you know animals but different colored sort of thing digimon has that sort of 90s western comic yeah everyone's oh. dressed in knives and guns and snm <laughs> gear thing I, okay, megami yeah, Ten- I, was, I was gonna say by the way you said megami tensei was the arcs no digimon is the arcs of- <laughs> 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 I know. I was gonna go Digimon's like the Mortal Kombat. It's the weird, edgier rival, the Pokemon, that sort of advertises itself on the fact that it's got all this hardcore-looking characters and death and violence in it. That being said, it's still not like it's not exactly what I'd call mature, but you know, there's this definite appeal to Digimon where it's like, ooh, watch this whale get its head blown off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll get into that, but yeah, finish your thought about, about the, the art style stuff. Yeah, so Digimon has its 90s aesthetic. SMT, uh, Cosmo Kaneko, and Masuki Dowie, the two artists there, they have this very distinct style for the demons that, you know, when you look at them, there's not another group of creatures that look like them, and, we- and that goes for, like, Jack Frost, to Mara, to Alice, to any of them. And, you know, they take in the mythology, but they also add in some more kind of modernized a- aesthetics. And same thing with Yokai Watch, you know, it's cartoony, but in a different way Pokemon is. With yeah. the sort of ones that, and I think a big problem with like the ones that didn't hit off as well is that their designs just aren't as distinct, you know. I mean, for me personally, you could line up uh, Pikachu, Agumon, Jack Frost, and uh, the cat from Yokai Watch, and I'd instantly be able to tell which, which franchise each one was from even though they're all, like, cutesy mascot characters, because you can tell just from the style, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, um, my friend and I bring up this thing we call Digimon Eye, which is that, <laughs> yeah. that special way that only Digimon draws their eyes. Well, Digimon and Neon Genesis Evangelion, because Ava01 gets Digimon eyes at one part. Get in the Digimon, Shinji. Get in the... <laughs> Shogokimon. He's gonna. I uh, wonder, wonder what the heck that crest is gonna be, huh? But like, the crest of sweet childhood and... trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but like, when uh, when it comes to art styles, I remember fondly reading about Bob Leach's uh, reviews on designs for Pokemon. I think he's also doing Digimon and the various NPCs. So that like, he has a super hate boner for Lucario. Yeah. Just, just I've seen so much. I've seen Leech's stuff. For me, I find him to be a little. Sometimes he kind of just seems contrarian for the sake of it. But he does have some cool insights every now and then. But with both Digimon and hum- and uh, Pokemon, he just hates the humanoid designs basically. 
Yeah. For him, Digimon need to look as gross and monstrous as possible. Yeah. His thing and, you know, more power to him and all that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's go go on to that the whole Digimon design aesthetic. Digimon design aesthetic is the most rad ever, and I love it so much. The artist is a guy called Kenji Watanabe, and he basically just said, I looked at old 90s American comics, which probably meant like Rob Liefeld's Marvel stuff. Oh, yeah, and he's I just can, like, yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah, there, there is a lot of Liefeld oh, in Liefeld. there. Oh, the, God. The freaking the veins, the veins and the random stitches everywhere. At least he draws feet. Yeah. He, he does, right? <laughs> yeah, Digimon do have feet. Wait, I also really love that. That weird like focal length thing a lot of early Digimon art has where the bodies are tiny but the the anything that extends out of the body is huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Devimon and Angemon with their freakishly long arms. <laughs> I'm just re- randomly remembering a friend complaining about how they censored some art but a nun with a gun is okay or something like that. That, that was just kind of strange. Like to me... You know the peak Digimon design is like this is the most archetypal Digimon design ever. Metal yeah. Greymon is if you had to ask me what the Digimon aesthetic was, it's Metal Greymon. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's just it's a dinosaur. It's got missiles that comes out of its chest. One of its arms <laughs> is made of metal and its wings, you know, it can't just have wings. It needs to have like these tattered how the f- do you fly with these wings? <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Like, it's got a metal thing over its head and its, like, entire face is blacked out, but the eyes can still be seen through it. It's, oh, I just love it. I just love Metal. The only thing I love more than Metal Greymon's design is the virus-type Metal Greymon. The blue one. Something something about it being blue makes it even better. Like, that makes it even more Digimon, somehow. So, yeah, that's... Digimon designs are just... They're great. (laughs) What the hell is Gabumon? No one knows. It it's, it's as long as it's kinda cute to someone that it's okay. That's all that matters. It's a weird freaky lizard thing that stole the fur off of a young wolf thing. Yeah. I don't know. And because they're made of data, it can use that to turn into the wolf thing. Yes. Somehow. Some uh, way with with the power of friendship. I gotta say like literally. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say the one thing was the was Digimon like out of the tree like the the big tree that we're talking about right the Pokemon Megami Tensei and and Digimon. It's I really like the fact that Digimon doesn't commit to its evolution trees. When I was younger and I would I would make like what I thought were the pro- what what I thought should be like the proper evolution lines for each Digimon. I still think it's kind of fun every now and then, but yeah, that's definitely a fun thing of Digimon. It's just like you can kind of make your own custom partner and their entire evolution line. And I yeah. think that's a big appeal for fans. And the only the anime only just started leaning into it as well because with the adventure reboot, it started exploring the whole hey Digimon are not a single line; they can split into whatever. Because freaking Pegasmon appears in advent in the adventure reboot of all things. Hold on, I'm trying to find that thing that meme that someone made about evolution lines Pokemon Digimon, and they added SMT as well. Where mm. is that thing? That being said, we're still going to show off Metal Greymon as much as possible. Hey, here's the thing. I prefer Metal Greymon to War Greymon. Like, my only problem with Digimon is that because Digimon does the whole, you know, you can revert back to stuff, 
and you know there's so many tiers of evolution is that every time a new tier of evolution comes out the old one does like basically doesn't exist anymore yeah i, I get what you mean i like the reboot then because war graymon up until super late games so it's mostly metal graymon for a lot of it yeah they even gave like the railgun metal graymon just to keep that going a little bit longer but yeah no that that's definitely that's definitely a thing as well and have you played Digimon World New Order, by the way? No. I highly recommend that game. That is a good game. It's uh, a spiritual successor to the original Digimon World. And... I haven't played that one either. Sorry? I haven't played that one either. <laughs> well, the Digimon World is a PS1 game, so, you know, I don't think you were alive back then. But so, you have two partner Digimon with you, and what they digivolve into is dependent on their stats. And if you don't meet any of the requirement required stats by the time, like, like so say, like, it takes three days to, to digivolve into a champion or whatever. Guess what happens? Your Digimon dies of old age. You start again. Oh. Fucking hell. Like, you, I think you carry over some stats every cycle. So it gets easier over time. But so if you play on normal difficulty, the, the only thing the difficulty changes is the stat threshold. Uh, sorry, is how much stats you get, yeah. So if you play it on normal difficulty, the intent is that your Digimon has died like five times before you get a champion. You know, I was just gonna make a joke like it turned into Mamemon or something, but okay. You wish it turned into Mamemon. At least Mamemon is an evolution. So yeah, no, that okay. game that game is hardcore. And it's part of the reason why I didn't finish it is because I'm at the final dungeon with my two Megas and they're they're starting to wheeze because they're running out of time. Oh, wonderful. And I don't want to start, because I cannot do the dungeon until they become Megas again. So... <laughs> I have played some other Digimon games. Uh, I played a Digimon, uh, what's it, Digimon DS and Digimon uh, World Dusk on the Nintendo DS, and then I later played Cyber Sleuth on PS4, so... Isn't Cyber and I really, like literally just a Megami Tensei game? It's pretty much just Persona. Like, they even got the same artist who did uh, Devil the Devil Survivor games. When will Devil Survivor uh, make it to other platforms, by the way? I think my friends are dying. Hey, if they uh, want to complain about the lack of Devil Survivor, they can come on this, this podcast. <laughs> uh, it's on the 3DS, I think. The, the, the 3DS doesn't like, officially get support anymore. But when is that thing coming? Like, I never finished it because... Uh, you know, this this kind of games means if you go into it blind and are stupid like me, you die. So, you Fortunate. know. <laughs> Unfortunately, between all the Persona merch, Atlas only has enough time to make the occasional mainline Megami Tensei games. All the other spin-offs be damned. <laughs> but hey, they re-released Nocturne. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Nocturne yeah. is mainline. That's the thing. People think it's just Mainline and Persona, but there used to be a bunch of other spin-offs that they made before Persona got super popular. So there's also Digital Devil Saga, Devil Summoner, Devil Survivor, uh, um, and there's a bunch of other older ones, but those are the three main ones. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they created a roster of demons and just like, ah, just make any game that, that can use this system. <laughs> When, as long as we don't have to remake the models, it's all good. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's why I strongly think that we might actually see Persona 3 make sometime soon. Because they have because they made the models for dancing. Uh, right. 
and I'm just like memento more memento more time, huh? Hey, I'd play it. Listen, <laughs> I am a graphics whore. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to go back and play P3. Not the way it currently looks. Honestly, the PSP version's not too bad because at least that one lets you control your party members. Yeah. Oh, that's. And and and, uh, and someday maybe they'll write the Fem MC a little bit better. Was she not well written? I don't know. I don't remember her very well. When I, when mean, I read the P3, none of the characters have a personality. Like none of the yeah, main characters the thing, have a personality. The thing is, he just. It just bothers me that apparently every social link with the fam MC seems to just end up in romance. Then they, then the guys go go apart or go apart, ch- pursue someone, else, fight, realize they like someone else or die or something. It's like, it it was really annoying to me when I first read it. Uh, um. Oh yeah, please please. Uh, do you know how to write women? Thank you. Our men writing women. But yeah, I guess that's just my grievance with it. Or maybe someday we can see one and two not just relegated pro- to promotional art, you know, because those people are salty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there was an ongoing joke for years that P one and two just flat out did not exist. Yeah, it's a that was <laughs> mm, People are actually getting so sick of that joke that they are acknowledging that they exist, but. Yeah, yeah, the Persona yeah, yeah. anniversary art features them on the couch, the casting couch yeah. of Doom. But, but you know, my the reason I brought Persona thing. What? So with Megami Tensei, the one thing like because you can you can basically turn any demon into any demon with enough steps, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a specific uh, chart that you have to go. Like demons have a specific uh, race or group or something like that, and. Fusing that with another with another specific group creates one from another, and then which one you get just depends on the level of the demons that you're fusing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, it's, it's a whole matrix. A, yeah, so like a brute plus a uh, Drake could make like a fiend or something like that. I don't remember the exact ones, but yeah, basically something like that. But there's not really. Actually, there are a few surprising evolutions in SMT. Like, for example, one of the demons is Satanta, and if you level him up enough, then you get Ku Cullen, because Satanta was just Ku Cullen before he got that name. Ah, okay. I'm only going at this from the P5, from my little knowledge of P5's uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. It's not a big thing, but I guess it's a cute little reference, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's great because I think that's Megami Tensei's flaw is that you do need to have that some sort of like progression system that ties the demons together and it needs to be obvious. And unfortunately, with Megami Tensei, nothing is obvious. <laughs> um, but you know, you know what we need? We need playable spin-off with the Jack Frost a la the Prinis. They do. When, it's, when... Called, it's called Jack Rubbers on Virtual Boy. Oh my yeah. god. Hold on, hold on. Spell that out for me while I look this up. Jack Brothers on Virtual Boy. And look up the North American cover art. Virtual Boy. Oh, wait, hold on. I can't tell which one of these is the North American one. Is it the metal looking one with the, the man in the trench coat? Yes. This was the first Shin Megami Tensei anything released in North America. <laughs> and it has steroids Jack Frost on the cover. 
I don't even see Jack Frost. I just see what looks like Red Skull, uh, Jack-O-Lantern. Uh, I think his face is covered by the logo. Oh, yeah, it is. Hold on, I just found one with his face. My god. This is Atlas's mascot debut's appearance in America. Hold on, send it in the chat. It's, it's, it's in the chat. Dear god. What happened to my hero? <laughs> indeed. You know what? This should have been an Easter egg in P5 as the as a fusion for Jack Frost. I'm just saying, there's so many different variations of Jack Frost. I want bad box art Jack Frost as hey, DLC in SMT5. Put that in, Atlas. You cowards. <laughs> and also, please just remake the Jack Bros. Please, it, it needs it needs to see another like of day. This kind and of also, reminds... I just really like the hee-ho. This kind of reminds me of a uh, uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, which had the which had box art Mega Man on it as a character. That was great. Yeah, yeah. It just looks horrifying. Yeah, no, that th- this is the best segue we could have gone on. But, My know, poor hee-hos. But yeah, no, back back on back on topic. Yeah, I think the progression system is very necessary. And that's why Metabots kind of failed, because the only progression system it had was that the metal could evolve. You mean the metal that can never be seen, because it's inside the Metabot at all times? Well, it's something... question mark? But yeah, again, that's why Pokemon, the street fighter of monster collectors, that's why it works so well, because there's the clear progression line, you know? You have Pidgey, Pidgeotto, and Pidgeot. Mm -hmm. Small bird bigger bird, huge bird. And then same thing with uh, same thing with Digimon, you have Agumon, Greymon, and Metal Greymon. So, you know, small dinosaur, big dinosaur, sick dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> and also many other potential variants that we shall not get into at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah, but you can clearly tell what's an ultimate design, what's a champion design. Like, there, there's unspoken rules about what makes each design, right? Yep. Like, that's why Megas are almost... Like, humanoids are almost always the Megas, you know? Yeah. Not counting shit like the Angelmon line. <laughs> but, speaking of which, shout out to Adventure Reboot for cowardice and replacing Tailmon's uh, Mega form. What? From, like, Ophanimon? Like, it was Megandramon before, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was Megadramon uh, before this. Which was cool, you know, because, you, you know, Tailmon is a cat. That entire line is all animals except for Angel Woman. So the mega form being a cat dragon makes sense. And a, no, 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 tits. But we need tits though. Uh, How will we sell think... scale figures of a giant scarf? <laughs> we can't. So we we need what's essentially an Adeptus Sororitas. I mean, they really have Angel Woman who is pretty much all you need for that. Yeah, no, she's the nostalgia marketing, but we need something exclusive to reboot, to adventure reboot. Actually, I think one of the newer designs they've made is they've made like an Angel Woman idol form as an evolution. Why you got? Why you gotta make me Google this stuff during the podcast? <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry. I will prepare notes in advance. <laughs> Angel Woman idol form. I don't know the exact name. It's like Shining Angel Woman or something like that. Oh man, I just saw the original like Angel Woman art, like in the main art style. That's a whole thing. Uh, is it called Lovely Angel Yeah, that one. Lovely Angel Angel Woman. Whatever. 
it, it's just Angemon apparently. Yeah, it's just what she, the she hell? Look, she looks like she escaped from what? What was it called? She looks like a Suda Fifty One character. I feel like <laughs> I should be fighting her to get to the top of the assassin ranks. I feel like I feel like this is what would happen if someone asked Suda to divine to, to design his interpretation of Sailor Moon. Uh, yes, yes, that's the one exactly I'm... it. It's it's Suda Fifty One Sailor Moon. The one I was thinking of was Tokyo Mirror Sessions. Fe. So. <laughs> she she just looks like she escaped from that game. There's literally like the fifth search result here is like her doing the Sailor Moon pose. <laughs> yeah. Like, God, I can imagine. Has anyone ever told you you look like Sailor Moon? You totally look like Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have to beep it out because of Japanese censors. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. <sighs> oh man, that's making fun of Digimon designs is all great. I do so with nothing but love in my heart for Digimon. Honestly, hey. same. The old sticker books I had would be testament to that. Nostalgia, those sticker books. I wish I kept those. Those yeah, things were great. Same here, same here. I think I threw them, threw them all out. Unfortunately, mm. the the bling was starting to bleed out. Uh, fair, fair. Rip. I mean, personally, I've always preferred the Digimon designs to the Pokemon designs, but you know, that's just me. I, again, I, also, I also like Digimon more. It's well, here's one of the things where I I straddle the line between the two because on one hand, as you heard multiple times during this podcast, Digimon designs are fucking rad. <laughs> like, I will like an individual Digimon design more than any individual Pokemon design, but I feel like. I really like the the clearer progression in Pokemon. Yeah, that's because fair. For those of you who don't know, I made a name for myself in the Malaysian convention scene as one of those realistic Pokemon artists. Ah. Nice. So I, I say a name for myself. That's that that may be a bit too stretching it. Too far, <laughs> no, 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 no. You no. You got to sell it. You got the credentials, man. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> I do like. Like the fact that Pokemon plays by animal rules, and I think that's kind of nice when you realize that you know, oh, the the small form Pokemon is literally the baby of of a species. Occasionally, a praying mantis will turn into Iron Man. Which which Pokemon is like? Oh, Cyber Indusidor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, it just had you just have to trade it while it's holding like a, a chunk of metal. Don't worry about it. Haven't, haven't you ever seen that happen before? Yeah, of course. It's like it's like a magical girl sequence, I suppose. It totally. Iron Man is a magical girl. I'm here's the thing. <laughs> there's there's that one series where Iron Man is totally a magical girl. <laughs> oh shit! What? Okay, no, I won't. I won't mention it because it involves googling more stuff. No, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. This what uh, is it? There's a Japanese Marvel show where the, they're about these kids who collect the oh, Marvel yeah, superheroes, yeah, like their Pokemon. <laughs> Yes, yes, you. You don't. I don't even have to Google that because I know exactly what you're talking about. It's that's a thing. It's real. Deadpool's in one of the episodes. I can't remember. There was something about Deadpool's voice actor in in the Japanese dub, but I can't remember what it was. What's it called? What's the show called? Disc Wars, I think. Disc something or other. Discourse. Deadpool. Va. Ah, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I totally forgot about it. Thank you for bringing that up. 
Akehito Koyas. Wait, that's that's a really familiar name. It's the guy who plays Dio. It's fucking. Of course, it's, it's the guy Dio. who plays Dio. <laughs> I love that one of the questions. If you type Takehito Koyasu into Google, the people also ask, "What is Takehito Koyasu's most famous role?" And the answer is Dio Brando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Dio Pool. Man, if I, I, I think that that thumbnail just sounds way too crowded right now. <laughs> No, we're not putting Dio Pool in this in the thumbnail. Could you not? But yeah, no, I totally forgot about the the mon the monster collector Marvel thing. Of course, Marvel's got to be in everything like that. That totally breaks all the all the rules, by the way, because there's no progression. Iron Man doesn't evolve into Captain America. <laughs> yeah, but don't they like collect more superheroes or something? They do. They, I, that plays more by Yu-Gi-Oh rules. I feel. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, God damn it, Dio Deadpool. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that clip later because I know oh, there's a God. clip. There's a clip of it on YouTube. Wasn't Stan Lee also in in the series? I I think he was. I wouldn't be surprised if he was. Yeah. So side tangent. While we're talking about Takehito Koyasu, I had a heartbreaking, heartbreaking moment the other day on Reddit. We were on the Guilty Gear Reddit, and some dude was talking about like. Comparing the Japanese and English voice actors for, for all the Guilty Gear characters, yeah, and they were like, so Zato is voiced by by Dio as well, and someone was like, oh, you know, on one hand, I really like Zato's voice because he's Zeke from Attack on Titan, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was, like, are you kidding me? That's the reference you went for, not Dio. <laughs> That's uh, all the comments were like, oh my god, yeah, yo, he's so great as Zeke. Not a single mention of Dio. I could have sworn I was being punked. <laughs> I wanted Welcome to walk to backwards into the ocean. <laughs> but yeah. Where were we on those monster collectors? That's pretty much all we had to say about monster collectors. Unless anyone anyone else had anything they want to say. Uh, I'll just say uh, SMT5 has been really good so far. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So that... that that is one thing I did want to get into, like, because I feel like I've been kind of negative on S- on SMT so far. No, demon negotiations are sick. Mm, I'm mm. seeing people wondering, are those uh, negotiations photoshopped or are they real? Oh, they're real. Most of them are f***ing real. Like, <laughs> anyone who says SMT is this grim, dark, serious RPG with no sense of humor, no. Go talk to the demons. The demons say the funniest f***ing shit in every game. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll, and the fact that it carries on into the spin-offs as well. Because, yeah, Persona had, like, the the hold-up where you have to negotiate with the demon as well to join you. Although, I know with Persona, though, after a while, once you get enough Personas, I found that you didn't really need to negotiate as much. You could kind of just get on with the ones you've already fused. Yeah. SMT, you do it constantly, so, uh, you know, there's always a chance to just hear something really weird and random come from the demons. Yeah, yeah, no. I feel like I was basically nuzlocking Persona Five, where I would go into a new like, I go into a new dungeon and just I would catch the first demon I'd see, and then after that I could just fuse anything else. Thanks for a handy dandy fusion chart that I had. <laughs> and I know I know people are gonna be mad because you're talking SMT and I'm talking Persona here, and we're supposed to be mortal enemies right now. I <laughs> know uh, most to be honest with you. Most people who are fans of SMT are probably also fans of Persona, or at least have played a Persona game. 
thing that gets on people's SMT fans' nerves with Persona is one, it gets milked to death, while SMT gets like a game after four years of waiting for it to come out. Mm-hmm. And the other one is when I hate to, I don't want to use any word that sounds like derogatory, but basically newcomers come in and just kind of go, oh, I wish it was more like Persona. Why can't I like date these characters? Why can't we spend more time at school? And it's like, you're missing the points of SMT. It's not yeah, supposed to be like that. Yeah, they're separate games. You, yeah, you pretty want, much. You want that, you, you go play Persona. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. The, again, because I've never played an SMT game, but I do like the human evolution in the Persona games. Specifically, like, you know, when your Persona evolves. That's sick. I, I do I do kind of find it funny though. It's run into the Digimon problem where the protagonist's persona in P3, Orpheus, it yeah. has one ability and that ability is to transform into Thanatos. Thanatos is the cool dude. Literally. Can we just talk about Thanatos' design though? That, that is the sickest persona design I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, I agree. It's like, everyone's like, no, Messiah is his like ultimate persona. Nah, 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 Messiah, whatever. Get Thanatos. Thanatos is on the box cover, and we all know why. Like, wait, what? what is Messiah? I've never even heard of Messiah. What the hell? Messiah is like the ultimate persona for Persona 3. That's the, that you get by fusing Orpheus with Thanatos, and it's supposed to be the MC's, like, big signature persona other than Orpheus. Oh, yeah, no, that's lame. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you... Are you it's an not Ava Thanatos. holding a sword with wings made of coffins? I didn't think so. <laughs> Do you literally uh, <laughs> erupt from the body? Thing with the progression though, it's SMT. It's not really about progression as much as it is the fusion. You get new demons, good new demons, primarily by using the ones you have to make better demons. Yeah, and you can carry That's over where... the skills as well, which is a yeah, huge yeah. thing. I really love that mechanic. Because I made a trumpeter that was basically immune to everything. Yeah. Oh, uh, trumpeter's awesome. I um, I love, like, the thematic way of getting trumpeter, too. Because uh, in, in the Persona games, anyways, you had to fuse him by unlocking all four riders. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's literally, like, the four, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. You combine them and you get trumpeter, which is supposed to be, you know, the angel that ends the world. Yep. So, yeah, no, that's freaking sick. But, yeah, no, that's... That's the nice things we have to say about about SMT because yeah, that is, it. I legitimately think it is top three in monster collectors. And it's out right now, yeah. It is out and ruining Alex's life right now. <laughs> it's okay. SMT and also, at all my friends' life, really. I, apparently, uh, they gamed over like seven times already. Oh, you have to be a special kind of masochist to like SMT, and thankfully, I am. So yeah, SMT is great. That's true. And anyways, this has been another episode of The Brave Room. Thank you so much for listening to this very wild episode. I feel like <laughs> we could do a part two of this because there, there's still a lot like I, that I wanted to cover. Like the fact that Digimon World 2 is a terrible, terrible grindy game. I feel like we've I've done this talk. I've talked about that before, actually, now that I think about it. Digimon yes, World you have. I, I, I believe the first session was like... Back in the RPGs stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, we thought the JRPG episode, and I, yeah, I talk about how Digimon World Two is fucking terrible, <laughs> and I love that game to bits. <laughs> but it's terrible. But it's objectively terrible. Oh god, 
Yeah. And it's been this has been an episode of the Brave Room. Thank you so much, Kit and Alex, for coming on for this very chaotic, messy episode. <laughs> and uh, Pokemon comes out end of this week, which is why we wanted to do this this episode because we're literally sandwiched in between SMT and Pokemon right now. Not gonna lie, I kind of want some a, just a little little hint of a of SMT slash Digimon in a Pokemon game. Tiny little dash of that. You know, turn Street Fighter 5 into Street Fighter Alpha. <laughs> I mean, you can argue the Gen 4 legendaries, but it'll save for another day. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like, thematically. I'm just gonna be like mechanically. I think Pokemon mechanically is getting a little dull. Ah, that's been another episode of Brave Room. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, rate this episode, share it, you know, leave a comment. If you leave a comment on your podcast app, I'll read it on the next episode. And don't forget, there is no episode next week because we are going into the alternating schedules. Alternating week schedule. Yahoo! Yahoo! Uh, Yahoo! Hee-ho! Hee-ho! Hee-ho!